Man. So, so uh, I'm an hour behind right now. I am in um, uh, Louisiana, which I, I can't figure out where, where, where is the line? Uh, is it in Mississippi? Is it in Louisiana? When do you shift over to Central as opposed to Eastern? Oh, it's actually uh, it's actually along the uh, Alabama Georgia border, and I know that because I used to live uh, about four minutes from the line. I used to work in uh, in Eastern time and live in Central time, so I used to get home an hour earlier than I left work. Really? Yeah. That's craziness. Yeah, that's that's the truth. I did that for for a couple of years. So so it would be like bonus in the morning and then a bummer in the evening. Is that is that, is that right? No, that it was work? the other way. It was the other way because I was coming back to central time. So I'd Oh, leave. got it. it. Yeah, coming back to central. Yeah. It took me half an hour to get home. So I'd leave around 5.30 and I'd get home at 5. Got it. Yeah. Stacy, are we, um, can you confirm that we're up and ro rolling on uh, LinkedIn right now? Let me check. I can't send messages. I've so. got it. I just got a, I just got a little thing. We are. Hi, LinkedIn. What's happening? Okay. All right. We're going to get rolling in about a minute. We'll start right on time as per usual. When I, when I travel, um, I keep my computer on regular time <clears throat> so that, uh, because everything else in my world will fall apart if I don't remember what time it is. Uh, where I'm from, <laughs> right? But but my phone changes and my watch change uh, so that I'm not late to the stuff that I'm supposed to be at. I got to tell you, it's it's uh, uh, you know when you're when you're doing travel, it can it can really sneak up on you. And then of course, uh, I can't sleep a moment past whatever 5:30 a.m. Eastern is. So I'm just toast when it comes. Like I was like, okay, I guess I'm seeing 3:30 if I'm in Mountain Time, you know. Yeah. Uh, Stacy, how was your leadership uh, uh, program? It was awesome. Um, Grinnell Leadership Jumpstart. I met eight wonderful strangers, spent a week with them, um, learned a lot about myself and, you know, how I want to apply that to my business. I highly suggest, um, you know, if you're early in your career, your 20s, you're a little confused about like who you are, where you want to go to jump in and try to get that training. And then again, taking it like years down the road, whether you have like a life changing event happen personally or professionally um, to get some more clarity on who you are and, you know, where you're headed. It was it was pretty cool. That's awesome. I'm going to go ahead and get rolling. I want to ask you a little bit more about that in a second, Stacy. Hello and welcome to the Morning Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Prinky, alongside my partner and producer, Stacy Holzinger. Stacy, uh, it is uh, great to hear that you had a, 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 an awesome experience at uh, a leadership uh, training all week last week. You said that it helped you to, to learn some things about yourself. And I wonder if you could share with us something that you learned about yourself. Yeah. One of the things was, you know, in every business leadership wise, I liked, you have to find the yin to your yang. So someone hires someone that, you know, pretty much you, their strengths are your weaknesses. So that's kind of what I'm looking for now. Um, and you have weaknesses? I know, right? No, <laughs> I have plenty. <laughs> I feel bad for that person, actually, that I'm going <laughs> to <hire. laughs> 
Trust but, me, Whitney is um, Whitney gets a sainthood dealing with me. It's amazing what she's able to do. Yeah, yeah. I think your go-to sometimes is to hire somebody that you're comfortable that you want to hang out with, but that's not really a good business, smart business decision. So hopefully you like them and you do want to hang yeah. out with them. But I totally agree. Uh, I think th that's awesome. And and so you got a little insight as to you know when you do make that hire, what direction you'll go. That's cool. Yeah. Do you want to make an announcement of who you're hiring for right now, or do you want to hold off? Um, I'm just looking for, you know, someone that can do 10 hours a week, uh, payroll, counting, that kind of thing. Awesome. It's small. Very cool. The word is getting out as we speak. So that's awesome. <laughs> Good. Um, so um, as always, uh, for the audience joining us live, please type in your questions throughout the course of the show and Stacy will select a handful of those questions to cover at the end. Uh, Stacy, we will see you with about 10 minutes left. I'll uh, drop you off so you can take notes. Okay. All right. Thanks, Stacy. Uh, Justin, our guest today is Justin Panzer. Justin, thanks so much for joining us. Sure. Thanks a lot. Uh, Justin uh, is a, a friend of mine. Uh, somebody who spends a lot of time in the construction technology space. And uh, and Justin and I were talking about the possibility of him coming on uh, probably, what, like three months ago uh, when, when we first had the notion of this uh, program, uh, we wanted to get the word out. So, uh, Justin, if you would give us a little bit of background on yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Justin Panzer. I'm the uh, director of marketing for uh, Jack Solutions, which is based in uh, the Baltimore area. Um, my background is about almost 30 years now in um, mobile technology, mobile communications, um, wireless business, and, um, you know, not so much the, uh, the consumer grade phones and, and tablets that uh, you may be familiar with that everybody might be watching this on today, but more enterprise grade, um, you know, business to business solutions that are highly customizable that we put in a lot of uh, um construction, manufacturing, logistics, really sort of uh, challenging conditions, um, you know, harsh environments, real heavy workload kinds of uh, applications. And, you know, here, here at Jax, actually, we customize those things right down to the, uh, the, the bits and bytes so that they fit perfectly in whatever it is that you're doing out there. So you're, so, 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 so just so the audience is clear, I think what you're saying is you make like custom uh devices you know so you're you're literally you know like a competitor ipad or whatever right like when you're making customer custom devices for for specific applications yeah to an extent i mean if uh you know just uh to to you know put it into that kind of context because everybody's familiar with with ipads and and samsung tablets and things like that um where you know you 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 can buy one of a million of those right off the shelf um we, we don't do that. We, we still uh, sell tablets and devices of that type, but um, one is not like the other. And um, you're never going to find anything like this off the shelf. Um, it's usually very purpose built for a um, specific application, a specific customer need. Awesome. So, okay. So with that as our uh, context for the conversation, we were talking about, uh, you know, th this episode is all about your field technology strategy. We talked about reducing costs. We talked about reducing risk. 
um, you know, and, and, and that, that's sort of, you know, some of the things that we want to get into today. But, but I, I want to take it all the way back to that first term of strategy. What do you mean by technology strategy when it comes to, um, you know, uh, the, the field? Yeah, that's, that's a, a good point and a good question. I mean, um, I think the first the first thing is, you know, have one, have a strategy. And, and what that means is that I think everybody knows we need to be connected. The, the way that we work is, is a lot different than it was years ago. And, you know, thinking about um, what do the what do the devices look like that I need to incorporate into my work? What kind of functions are they going to perform? How can I put tools in the hands of, um, of my people uh, or the people that maybe sub for us that um, you know, keep us connected, that are reliable, that are secure, that um, you know, offer the kinds of automation. And you know, we, we hear terms all the time like digital transformation. I mean, those kinds of things are not just about you know, putting a phone in somebody's hand or putting an iPad in somebody's hand. It's really more about thinking holistically about the um, the technology and how it all connects everything together. Um, yeah, so I'm I, like I, I now I'm feeling guilty because I can I can think back to at least a dozen situations where I've come back in my role as a consultant where I've come back and told a client. Um, you know, you need to up your field tech. And they say something like, what should we do? And I'm like, I don't know, put iPads in their hands. I, I'm not a technology guy. And right. they go out and they buy 60 iPads and they're like, all right, we did it. Um, uh, and, and what I'm uh, thinking is just, just hearing that sort of background is that that's, that, that's not a strategy. And that, but, but I, I would say by and large, and that's what I see. So, so, you know, I mean, the nature of the construction industry is uh, most of the companies are small companies, right? It, it's, you know, s small businesses. And, and, you know, there might be some people saying, hey, I'm not small. Okay. But if you have several hundred employees, you're not small in the construction world, but you're a small business, you know, in, when, it, when it comes to the total uh, economic environment, right, Com compared to, um, uh, you know, auto manufacturers or, um, you know, fill in the blank. So um, in that small business environment, it's not surprising that, uh, you know, usually what has happened somewhere along the line is somebody said, let's let's get devices in, in the hands of our field, and whether that was phones or iPads or Samsung tablets or whatever. Uh, it just sort of started and, and wasn't necessarily a, a, a thoroughly considered strategy. So so um, so it, it put yourself in the shoes, right, of, of, of the, you know, 150 employee uh, trade contractor, electrical contractor, you know, concrete company, fill in the blank. What are some of the benefits to our viewers of developing this type of strategy? Why, why should we take the steps to, to, you know, go into the, to the tech strategy realm? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to um, kind of hone in on one of the things you said, and that was, uh, you know, you talked about the economics of it, right? And total cost of ownership is is something that's not often really thought of when you're you're thinking okay i've got to put devices in the, the hands of everybody or i've got to get some software or um, i've got to connect everything um you know think about again maybe like an off-the-shelf consumer grade tablet they're pretty cheap entry costs right i mean you could probably do something in the 300 dollars range um, put one um, in everybody's hands but 
you know, if those things are, you know, you're, you're carrying those around a work site, you're putting them on a forklift, you're, you know, um, it's in the cab of a truck, chances of those things getting broken um, are, are pretty high. And uh, when those things break, we're, uh, you know, then we're replacing them. The, you know, the high failure rate in dusty, dirty um, areas, uh, you know, maybe they, these things get wet, they get, they get dusty, they get, uh, um, they get left places in the heat or the cold. Um, I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of ways that these things can fail that you maybe didn't really think of. It was, it was cheap to get into, but now the, the replacement, the repair, not to mention the downtime and productivity and all those kinds of things. Um, I mean, you, you can put all of that into the, the total cost of ownership equation. And I'll throw one other thing in there too, is like how much stuff is on a, a, a off the shelf tablet when you buy it, for example, right? Yep. Um, what can be installed in that thing? What's it taking away from day to day? So again, it's not just about devices, which, you know, that's kind of my bread and butter and where, where I live every day. But, um, you know, think about the software and even um, I don't know how technical some people in the audience are. But, you know, we talk about firmware, which is really getting into the operating system and starting to, to lock down some things. So, you know, people aren't installing YouTube and, and Angry Birds and whatever else um, and just, you know, basically distracting from work all day. Um, there, there's a lot that goes into that. that so as, as you were talking, I, I literally uh, last week um, visited a client uh, job trailer and um, uh, had, I, I feel like, I feel like this scene plays out all over America all day, every day where, you know, the, the cracked screen, the shattered screen, um, uh, you know, a tablet, that the superintendent's trying to show somebody on, you know, they say, screw it, let's go into the trailer. <laughs> let's yeah. go to my computer. And you and, and whatever efficiency gains you thought you were getting from the from the technology, you're losing in that moment uh, until they, you know, get new technology. So I'm seeing what you're saying. And I and I I I, I don't disagree. I think there's a uh, I think that the oftentimes the hardware isn't up to the um, to the to the task if you will, you know, out, out in the field for these guys. So that, that clicks together. Um, and, and as you started to talk about unnecessary software mm -hmm. um, on, on devices, that's got my mind going a, a little bit. Tell, like, tell me more about that. Maybe not so much from like, uh, we want to keep people from, you know, playing Angry Birds, though there's, you know, probably some relevance in that. But, but uh, what are, what are some examples that you see of, of unnecessary software? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's software and then there's also a level down, which like I mentioned before, we call firmware. So, you know, when you get a, any kind of electronic equipment, whether it's uh, your, your PC, your Mac or, or a tablet or a phone, I mean, you've got the operating system that comes pre-installed with a bunch of things. And I, how many of us on here, have had, um, you know, woken up to get that message that says, hey, your device has been updated or your device is updating or something like that. A lot of what goes in there is what we call bloatware. And um, you say, did you say bloatware? Bloatware. Yeah. Okay. It's bloat, bloated uh, code and all kinds of things with, um, I mean, a lot of the stuff that comes in these these updates, it's great. It looks nice. It's uh, you know, it, it adds some conveniences, but 
they're very consumer focused. It may be a lot about design. It may be a lot about animating the um, the the, uh, the haptics and the the, the touchscreen um, you know gestures and things like that. It's not anything that really um, benefits us in an enterprise environment or in a, a you know a work environment. And those things add a lot of they they take a lot of processing power. They um, they also take away, um, you know, they, they may impact the bandwidth and the throughput uh, when we are uh, transmitting data. So, you know, there's, there's just a lot of stuff that's sort of built in that we can do away with, or not just we, but um, lots of providers like us can do away with and, and make sure that those things are, are keeping the, um, you know, the work flowing. And, uh, you know, not taking the, the, the valuable bandwidth, especially, I mean, if, you, if you're at our, um, a site where um, internet access is a little difficult, maybe it's somewhere a little bit rural, maybe uh, you're, you're in the midst of, uh, of a project where you're surrounded by cinder block. I mean, you can't be wasting bandwidth and, um, and, and uh, fighting with unreliable access just to make some of these unnecessary things work makes total sense. And, and, and I'm now having flashbacks to my 1998, you know, top of the line windows laptop that, that five years in took, you know, 20 minutes to start because it had to do the big groovy animations before it got going. And I was like, come on, just get straight to the, I just need word right now. I just need Microsoft word. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's a, that's an awesome point too, is that, um, you know, it, you, you said top of the line, Right. And um, if you see a Verizon commercial, T-Mobile, AT&T, whatever, um, there's all discussion about uh, 5G and the, the broadest 5G network coverage and things like that, which is actually, you know, that's great technology for a lot of reasons. But think about back to the strategy. What is the application that you're running? What um, what kind of bandwidth do you need? What kind of security do you need? Um, it, 5G may not be necessary and it may be more expensive than, than what you need back to the total cost of ownership. Um, I, I hate to use the term good enough, but sometimes a, you know, more legacy technology or a more established technology is good enough for what it is that we need to do. And it allows us to do those things more cost effectively and more efficiently. So, uh, this gets to the the return on investment. So so if I'm if I am put, all right, let me give you let me give you kind of a, a scenario and and maybe paint um, paint a little bit of a picture for the audience. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let's say I'm I'm a trade contractor. Um, you know maybe I'm a, a, a you know masonry company or a, a plumbing company. It doesn't matter. But, but I've got you know folks out in the field and let's pretend it's an outdoor trade just for you know kicks. Um, so, so they're spending, I've got, I've got, uh, 30 people, uh, out in the field. Uh, my 30 people are dealing with, uh, the weather conditions on a daily basis. Gets hot in the summer, gets cold in the winter, gets wet, you know, all, all, all those different types of things. And, um, they, they, they're running a software platform like Procore, um, you know, that, that I need them to be able to access from a mobile device. Mm -hmm. Run me through, uh, you know, some of the, th like just, just hearing some of the things that I just went through 
some of the things you'd recommend they consider and, and, you know, just come up with a theoretical diagnosis. Like you should get these types of devices. Uh, you should focus on this type of firm. Just lay out a theoretical if you would. Yeah. I think from a hardware perspective, you're looking at things that are either, um, maybe you've heard the terms ruggedized or semi-ruggedized, right? Um, and, and those things are built to withstand drops, vibrations, temperature changes. Um, Can't I just get a case? Sometimes, but more often than not, I mean, those cases, they, they break as well. They come off, they come loose. They, um, they prevent the, um, the charging cable from sitting properly. Um, you try and mount them. We have people all the time. They mount um, our devices in, um, in machinery, in trucks, in cranes, in forklifts. Um, you put some of these cases on and now you've taken away all of the like uh, visa mount screws and all the access. You can't mount them any longer into the vehicle. Sometimes all right, fine. I'm you got me. I'm going to semi-ruggedize. Get, get back okay. to it. I'm sorry about that. I just, yeah, I no just occurred to me. No problem. Sorry. That was a bit of a tangent, but it happens all the time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's the, um, uh, that, that's just kind of the form factor in the, um, the hardware. There's other things too, that, um, maybe if you're working with somebody who can customize a device and, and to, to your point about working outside, um, there are, um, special customizations to a backlight, for example. So, um, it's always going to be visible. Maybe you're working in places that, uh, um, need special speakers so that you're able to hear over the, um, the loud equipment all the time. Um, take it down a level and then we'll look at uh, like the software applications. And right now, if you have a device, you can go out to the Google Play Store and get whatever application you want, maybe, but maybe your team has developed something in-house. Uh, what's nice about those things, or maybe a partner of yours developed it, is that you're not necessarily subject to the, the constant updates, right? So I mentioned the updates to the operating system, but the updates, when there's one to the operating system, you have to um, retest and make sure that um, your software is then backwards compatible. So now there's additional cost, there's additional time, there's additional loss in productivity to go and um, you know, rework that app that you've been using with no problem at all, but now you have to do it because there was some other update that you're you're chasing down. And then the last thing that I'll, I'll mention on this is, you know, look for something that has the security profile that you require, right? Um, that may be uh, in some instances, very high security, but in a lot of cases, if you're just maybe sending photos of a, of a site back to someone or you're, you have to send a blueprint or uh, maybe it's just a time card even, um, do you need like, you know, uh, military grade encryption and all kinds of things like that um, built into uh, to your firmware or built into your device? Probably not. So, you know, you think about things that's three different levels, hardware, software and firmware where you can kind of look at what, uh, you know, what your, your technology is going to look like that's rolling out to the field. Makes sense. All right. That's, you've given us a lot to think about. I mean, you know, for me, my, so far, my big takeaway is um, uh, that there, you know, frankly, that there are options that aren't sitting on shelves. Um, and, and I'm just going to ask you candidly, you know, are, are, 
price point, when I hear custom device, I'm like, oh man, I, I probably can't afford to do custom device. Yeah. Um, do do just quick comparison to consumer grade, just for the audience to wrap their head around that. Yeah, and I, I think that that's that's not an easy one to always answer because the customization options are so broad. But for the most sure. part, again, remember, you know, we're thinking about things like it's not the absolute latest, greatest technology. Sometimes, sometimes good enough is good enough. Maybe you can scale back on some of the you know, 5G modules and you can um, focus on the software and you can get something that ends up costing you about the same as what a, an off the shelf uh, consumer grade product would. But your point is we're not talking about doubling and tripling your cost to get custom uh, uh, you know, devices, which, which you know, I don't know. I don't know how many companies that are watching this have actually considered custom devices, but I would wager probably not a ton. Um, and, uh, and so that's, it's, um, that's great. Uh, so I'm going to shift gears just cause, uh, we, we're, we're, we're running into about eight minutes here, uh, remaining. And I want to hear from Stacy, um, Stacy, what kind of questions do you have for us? Um, <clears throat> what do you think is like the average replacement cost on a tablet or something like that? Yeah, well, most of the time it's a, it's a brand new tablet. So, um, I mean, those, those are 300 to 600 to $1,000, depending on, on what we're talking about. So, um, I mean, it's, it, it's going to be just replacing outright. Um, it, it's a whole lot easier, especially with consumer grade stuff, to just replace it than to, um, than to try and repair. Okay. Um, so for technology wise is there do you factor in training costs and all or i guess for strategy um when someone comes to you um do you put together like do you come in and analyze all of their techno technological devices right what's the starting point yeah That's yeah weird, right yeah yeah, I, you know, again, it kind of depends on how we come into the equation. Sometimes we're we're a sub, or um, sometimes we're a prime in these in these sort of contracts with our, our customers. Um, we may look at the entire um, device portfolio and um, what's in place now, and then make recommendations about what the the technology is that um, can better enable those things. Or we'll identify where there are some productivity, some some cost issues. Um, you know, we're we're pretty good at, at looking at those things and saying, you know, right there is where you know you're going to have connectivity problems that are going to keep your people offline, um, or is going to affect the reliability of your your connectivity back to your um, your headquarters or, or wherever else you're trying to get everything back. Okay. So, so uh, you mentioned being sometimes being the sub and sometimes being the prime. <coughs> Pardon me. When you're a sub, the picture I have in my mind is you're working underneath um, maybe a, a, a holistic technology consulting firm that is in there looking across their entire tech stack and making decisions, you know, in advising. And then they identify this need for custom devices and they and they come, come out to a company like like JACS, like Jax. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, you know, we get pulled in all the time by, um, you know, somebody that's doing that kind of top to bottom review. And, um, you know, then we'll, we'll work on, on hardware, we'll work on firmware, we'll, we'll just help build out the, the end solution. Awesome. Cool. Stacy, sorry, what else do you, what else do we have? 
what is the turnaround time from contract to implementation? You know, again, it's going to depend on the degree of customization, but um, we can do some things um, in six to eight weeks. We some things in 16 weeks, some things take a year or more. Okay. And then uh, for the audience, which is comprised primarily of contractors and subcontractors, um, someone had asked, what are the three most important things for us to consider with respect to field technology? Yeah, in the, in the field, I'd say one is, what is your access to a network? What type of network connectivity are you using? Are you going to use cellular? Are you going to use a private network? Are you going to use Wi-Fi? Um, that, that goes a long way to determining what your, your technology selection is going to be. Um, the second thing is the, um, the security. I would always um, put that really close to the top of your, um, your consideration is how secure do you need your data to be and your transmissions to be. And um, I, I would also say the, um, uh, the, um, the, the form factor, the ruggedness, the, you know, the environment and the conditions that you're going to be working in, you know, do you need, look, rugged, ruggedization costs money. There's no question about that. If you don't need it, we don't want to give it to you, right? We want to make sure we, we give you what you need. Think about that because we've talked a lot about the hardware, but it's not always about that. It's, it can be about those privacy and connectivity issues. As it relates to connectivity for, for a moment on that, you mentioned private network. So I can picture setting up a Wi-Fi network. I can picture working off of the, of whatever, you know, whatever networks are provided, right? Public networks. What, when you say private network, what does that mean? Yeah, so I won't spend a lot of time on it because I know we're, we're close to the end, but there, there's a um, shared frequency band out there that's been allocated by the FCC um, called uh, CBRS in the U.S. anyway. It's uh, called something else in, in other parts of the world. But um, it's uh, you can build a private cellular network within um, a, a campus environment, a job site even, a... Um, uh, you know, a distributed rural environment where uh, mobile access may be difficult. It's very small cells. Um, you can buy the equipment and, and set up a private network. And then uh, only the devices that you authenticate and that you, um, you allow onto your network will have access. Got it. That's awesome. So that's kind of, uh, well, I, like you said, sake of time, but, but I, I, I think, um, mega projects uh, where there might be, you know, uh, over a thousand people on a job site um, mm -hmm. that can create like a dead spot <laughs> in, in, a, in a regular network. Uh, like just like a, you know, I don't know, try using your device in a football stadium. It can have that effect. And so a private network may make sense. That's, um, Wow. Okay, cool. So, so, uh, Stacy, anything else? Uh, uh, we probably have time for one more if we need it. I was just curious, do you, or will you dabble in like VR and augmented reality and capture like all that? In so thing? we, we actually don't make anything, um, that's VR, AR, but we have a partner we work with that they make a, a very cool, uh, AR headset that, um, is like a pair of goggles and goes around the, um, uh, like a headband 
and we provide the connectivity for it. And those are things that, you know, you can, you can be viewing um, instructional videos on how to operate certain equipment. And um, you can look at a piece of, of gear and um, be downloading all of the manuals to the headset. And we provide the connectivity for that through a, um, a USB dongle that includes a SIM card. Um, it's actually really cool technology. It's a lot of fun, but it's probably its own, uh, you know, hour long discussion. It's pretty cool stuff. Cool. That is wonderful. All right, cool. Let's talk. Uh, it's, it's just about 30 minutes and, and, uh, we like to finish on time on the morning huddle. So, uh, Justin, thanks so much, um, uh, for joining us. All right. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so a word to the audience, if you're passionate about the industry, if you want this industry to be better and, and you've got a message that you want the, uh, the you know, th that you want to share, please reach out to me, to Stacy, uh, and with your interest in joining us as a guest, we would love, uh, to get you involved. We're probably looking at, you know, February or, 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 or April, um, next year. So, uh, you know, please reach out to us. Um, next week we have Josh Hauserman, uh, from HMS. He is um, a bonding guru, and uh, he's coming on to talk about what uh, he has seen all of the most bondable companies have in common. So the companies that the bonding companies view as a, as a great risk, aside from being huge, what do they have in common? And I think we're going to try to pull out some business best practices. If you're trying to expand bonding capacity, that is something you should absolutely uh, be checking out and also just learn about what the best companies are doing. Um, so uh, please join us. That's next Tuesday, 8 a.m. Eastern, just like we have every week, 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, if you can't join live, check out the recording on, on YouTube or whatever app you use for your podcast. One last uh, message that I want to send out to you guys is um, uh, please, if you would like to be getting an email rather than relying on LinkedIn to find out about these shows, uh, shoot us a message with your email address. We'll add you to a weekly email distribution list that'll have uh, both the link to sign up for this week's new episode and uh, a link to the YouTube episode if you happen to miss uh, the, uh, the, you know, the live experience. So uh, that, that's it. Justin, any final word before we sign off? I just want to thank everybody for, for tuning in. A lot of great questions. So um, appreciate you guys having me on and um, feel free to reach out if there's anything else that I didn't get to. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, if you if you have additional questions, um, shoot Justin a note. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that if you put them just into the chat here, Justin will be taking a look at the chat and he'll uh, respond to anything that was outstanding. Stacy, anything, any final word for the audience before you sign? we sign off? Just wanted to thank Justin again. I'm not too tech savvy, so I definitely learned a lot today and I appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot. Thank you Thanks guys. Again. Have a great one. We'll see you next week on the morning huddle. See ya.